Oh man, this is a podcast called Side Talks. Talk about movies. That's right. I gotta tell you. Uh huh. I just happened to be listening to some morning radio the other day. Okay. And you know, I am often make fun of oh how bad we are, and we talk about how unprofessional we are, and that's a kind of a little you know we do that joke sometimes. Oh, it's a, yes, joke. Oh, I gotta tell you, we ought to win a shit ton of awards compared to what I was hearing on morning radio. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm I've I've said something along these lines before, but I'm going on the record right now. Nobody on morning radio has ever once said anything funny ever. Well, they have tried their damnedest for maybe Howard Stern, decades. even though it's inappropriate and it's it really we shouldn't be having his back, but maybe between Howard Stern and Robin, okay, maybe there's been a couple of things. But mm. other than that, no. Even though didn't Howard Stern, was Howard Stern always morning or was he night for a while? Was he a nighttime? I think he started like with a late shift and then kind of worked his way around. Mm. That would make that would make more sense. Anyway, I'm just bitching about. I can't imagine that that morning radio these days is anything other than just like I don't know talk political talk radio, just like slightly modified. You know, just like shotgun sound effect on a a soundboard. Let's go, Brandon, et cetera, et cetera. Like you'll dare pry my confederate flag out of my cold dead fingers or i don't know whatever yeah. well uh, all i'm, I'm saying I'll is you listen should listen that. you should listen to a podcast in the mornings and not to talk radio that's that's i'm just manipulating people this podcast yeah, for sure for sure that's what i'm getting at see what i'm doing here we would never say let's go brandon oh, there for the second God, time no. <laughs> that anyway, i said it um let's let's get away from this bad morning radio segment and into our lovely podcast What's this shit? Every time, Corey, I'm going to get you. You got me that time. All right, I've got one for you. Okay. I don't think you're going to get this one. I really, really don't. Hmm. So I'm going to give you some extra hints. All right, all right. We're going to go back. This is this has got some years on it. All right. We're talking in the... Well, it was it's somewhere between 2000 and 2010. Okay. I'm going to let you know that because I do think contextualizing it will help you. Okay. Because it is so generic and so bland. But if you know who stars in it, you might get it. But this is not one that I'd ever heard of before. All right. Okay. So there's two people walking, it, park kind of looking, maybe a college campus he kind of looking. I don't know. It's, it's, it's fairly lush. And the one individual says to the other, the, the man, it's a man and woman. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, we've solved a 300-year-old mystery yesterday. Hmm. And the woman begins to kind of berate him a bit and say, you need to get it together you're, you know, you're such a loser. He's wearing a tie-dye shirt and either flip-flops or some, you know, Vans or some version of a small shoe. Huh. So he's looking like, you know, oh, if we're going to paint a loser, right? This is the guy. And, and some shorts. You know what this is yet? No. I would be impressed if you did. No. Okay, so th- what I'm able to determine at first, I'm like, oh, this is a married couple because they keep talking about the marriage. But then what I what I learn is this is a couple that was married or some for whatever, because I've never seen this film. I don't even know where I am in it. So for some reason, they're talking, they're together, but talking about the fact that they're getting a divorce. So it's a married couple that's, that's going through a divorce or uh-huh. some version thereof, because th- that comes up again. Okay. Okay. And sh- so she goes on about how I'm not going to get involved in this mystery with you. I'm going to go back to school. Back to school. Yeah. And he says something along the lines of, if you want history, try the ocean. Okay. I think I know what this Let's is. Let's guess, because, you know. 
are these two people, Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson? Yes. I can't fucking believe my ears. Is this is this movie called Fool's Gold? You got it. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, I'm wow. impressed. I'm super impressed. Good job. I'm feeling good about this. Yeah, I I really thought I was going to stump you, and I was definitely going to have to give you at least McConaughey's name. Um, it's not good. It but, looks but it's, it's a little horrible. Bit, you know, it's more high concept than the other McConaughey rom coms, right? Which are just like, hey, you know, what, what if I just kind of hung out and we just like kissed and stuff? Like this, he's like a deep sea diver or whatever, and there's like a sunken ship, and they're looking for a treasure. Yeah, something. this is like an – well, I mean, that's what I was able to gather is action-adventure. I didn't even get to the point where what – I think the most memorable thing probably for most people about the scene, if they've seen this film, is that he whispers something in her ear because she says, well, this – you know, our divorce is final. Uh-huh. He whispers something in her ear, which is a little lost in translation moment because you can't hear what he's saying. But it's enough to rile her up, and then she – an old man sitting on a park bench, she picks up his cane, and, and he goes, you're not going to hit me, are you? And she smacks him right in the face with a cane. Mm. Physical abuse. You got to watch out for that, abuse. Matthew McConaughey. So yeah, um, yeah. No, it's not. It's not good. It's not memorable. You're right about that. It's <laughs> not. It's not a movie that um, people really should recall. <laughs> I mean, ever. <laughs> I wasn't. I feel like he, I feel like he deserved to get hit in the face with that cane just because of that well, tie dye and those. He probably whispered something very disrespectful. That's so. all we can. That's all we can imagine. I mean, you know, come on, Kate. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you got it. You I got it. it. It's really impressive because I didn't think anybody had ever seen that film ever in the history of the world. And now a look at what we're watching this week. Oh man! Well, you know, the last time we talked about what we're watching, I listed a lot of shit. That's right. I was on a plane, lots of time, and and then some other things too. Right. You, you mostly focused last time on worst person in the world, but you listed yeah, a bunch yeah. of stuff that you watched on your travels. And we've talked about Broke Down Palace. Again, traveling, it's really fun to watch that. Midnight Express is really fun to watch. <laughs> Not without my daughter, really fun. All fun to watch when traveling. Not, I, I had no recollection whatsoever of how Lifetime movie Not Without My Daughter is. Because have you seen this? No, no. Well, it starts out with uh, a, a man who I think he's, I don't want to, I think he's Iranian. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm going to have to retract. I'm probably saying something altogether wrong here, and I'm probably in trouble. I'm probably canceled. But I, I, I will have to look it up. But I do know that where the Lifetime stuff comes in is that when they're in the States, uh-huh. and of course it's Sally Field, when they're in the States with their daughter, he is as nice a guy as you could possibly imagine. He's so warm. He's so understanding. He's so, you know, dad time. And as soon as they go abroad – as soon as they're out of the country, right? He immediately begins like cover your cover your head. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. all the okay, and, and okay. like it, it, the, I, we're we're not far from a like oh you're gonna talk back to me here's the back of my hand right 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 it, it's just a person a human being two sides of a coin it's I've never met anybody who's quite that two sides of nobody a coin. who just flips a switch from yeah. good to evil right. And it's all good. It's not like in a you know in a day of of, of you know emotions, uh, you might you know at one moment raise your voice or something, and then no, this is just good guy, and then we get overseas bad guy. So, but a fun one to watch. Uh-huh. Fun one to watch, and crazy, but based on a true story, hmm. uh, and apparently fairly accurate in many ways, hmm. with the exception of, of the lifetime sort of characterization. But I will tell you the other film that I really wanted to mention and talk about just very briefly is Parallel Mothers. 
the newest uh, Pedro Almodovar film. I love this movie. I liked it so much. Yeah. I thought it was really, really incredible. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And... I don't lovely. I I don't know. I really dug it. I don't. I'm, I don't have a whole ton of things to say about it. Just that I thought it was really interesting. It was a lot of it. It was. I, I regretted having watched it on a plane because yeah. it deserves a big screen. I really want. Wish I had seen it when I could on the the AMC. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Sidewalk. That was at the AMC. I did try to book this, mm-hmm. and we could only fit it in for a week, and they didn't want to – first the timing was off, and then they didn't want to do it for just a week. It, so it it's happens. unfortunate. But I, I would – looking back, it's a bit of a programming regret because I would have loved to have had it. It, it It's complicated mm-hmm. in many ways. Uh, so, yeah, you liked it? Yeah, you think – I mean, it's a wonderful uh, Almodovar melodrama with an all-time great Penelope Cruz performance. I mean, she rocks the house and then some in this movie. Um, an Oscar nominee, uh, which is yeah, a yeah. bit unusual for a, for a non-English language performance, but you see this movie and you see what she does in it and what she's given as a, as a character to play. Um, it's, it's no, no surprise that she got in there. Um, cause it really is that kind of undeniable. The interesting thing is that the movie doesn't really, you know, it's not it, – it is centered around this kind of obvious melodramatic conceit, but that's not all that's going on because yeah. there's this parallel story about uh, the aftermath of the Spanish Civil right. War and sort of the lingering psychic wounds and what it means to be like a good person and how – I mean, this is kind of typical for Almodovar, but how sort of like – Women in particular have been sort of the arbiters of morality, you know, putting together, putting the pieces back together after the war and then sort of, well, what goes on with Penelope Cruz's character that I don't want to spoil uh, sort of as a sort of parallel morality story. Yeah, Um, it's it's a hard one to talk about because I don't want to – I'm sitting here wanting to say things and I don't want to give – anything away and and there's a couple of threads but it it is interesting what you said about it contextually but in addition to that it's such a personal story it's Uh such a it's such a story of of really two women's lives uh one one in particular obviously played by penelope cruz but so the 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 other the other stuff you're talking about resides kind of in the background and and a bit of a bookend yes but uh, this uh, this other drama plays out in between it's i think it's i think it's super worth uh, your time if you haven't seen it. He's on a hot streak right now, yeah. Almodovar, because uh, the movie he made prior to this, Pain and Glory with Antonio Banderas, right. another Oscar nominee for that role, um, is kind of a semi-autobiographical uh, melodrama, and it's an all-timer, too. It's fantastic. So uh, Almodovar, one of the great filmmakers working today, for sure. as far as I'm concerned. For sure. um, big and... You know, extravagant, flamboyant, and campy sometimes, but always grounded in a very, um, I don't know, always grounded in humanism and always grounded in yeah, character. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and I, I just love him. Can I say something really superficial for uh-huh. a minute? How the hell does Penelope Cruz still look like that? <laughs> it's as if she hasn't aged a day since Vanilla Sky. She's, I swear she's, she's to gorgeous. You she's a gorgeous she, woman. It is like, it's unbelievable. Man, that yeah. that's got to be an that's got to be an insane combination of genetics and skincare regiment that we don't even <laughs> have access to in this country. Clearly. Um, anyway, what have you? That's that's beside the point. 
Except <laughs> that if nothing we said about the film interests you, guess what will interest you? Watching Penelope Cruz move through this film for 100 minutes. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, what have you been watching? Almost something is classy. I watched the 1993 Sylvester Stallone action movie Cliffhanger. Oh, my God. What brought you to that? I don't know. I wanted to watch some 90s cheese that yeah. I hadn't. I'd never seen this before. Um, this is a Rennie Harlan movie. And Rennie Harlan, of course, um, a, a kind of um, – he, 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 he dabbled in, in these B-movie type things, the director of Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Okay. Uh, but also um, I think he did The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Oh my um, God! With Andrew Dice Clay, uh-huh. holy um, shit! I think he did. What an he, interesting he career! Definitely, did. he did Die Hard two, um, Cutthroat Island, the notorious yeah, yeah. Gina Davis pirate flop, um, and this um, sounds like a couple a great other things. IMDb page for Bad Movie Night. Uh huh. Like we could just peruse through there and, and check a list off. I right? would not recommend playing Cliffhanger because Cliffhanger's good. Well, oh, good-ish. Oh my god! In in a sense, it's good. I mean, it's it's good and ridiculous um, in in that sort of '90s action cheese way. And here's why: um, Sylvester Stallone, of course, is a park ranger in yeah. Yeah. I don't know Cliffland, where Cliff there, there's just limitless cliffs as far as the eye can see. Uh, his cohort is Michael Rooker. There's um, a helicopter pilot who is a lady, and that is her character. She plays the lady. Oh um, my God. And then the other helicopter pilot is um, John Sr. from The Waltons. Um, oh. Yep. Um, and this is a mess. So into this, there's, there's kind of a fraught dynamic because in the prologue of the movie, Michael Rooker's girlfriend falls to her death in, into essentially an um, – you know, uh, bottomless pit, okay. more or less, um, from a, a line that's strung between a cliff and a helicopter because they were just climbing and chilling oh out. My I don't God. know. Um, but Stallone can't save her, and Michael Rooker holds it against him. Well, cut as he to, should, as he should. Well, eh, this is debatable. Cut to sometime later, Stallone comes back in town. Michael Rooker's like, "You got a lot of nerve," and the lady is like, "I'm a woman," um, and so. <laughs> Coincidentally, above these cliffs in Cliffland, uh, British uh, thief John Lithgow is doing a. <laughs> this is a the work of a madman. This is the work of a madman. Of a hundred million dollars from the U.S. Treasury from one plane to another plane, which is the coolest, like most absurd stunt work you've ever seen. Um, things go wrong. The money falls onto the cliffs. Uh-oh. How do you get these? Get this money back? Um, you got to get the rangers to come take you to the money because they're the only ones who know the terrain or whatever. So the plane crashes. John Lithgow gets on the radio. Come help us. They come help, but then they're hostages for these psychopathic um, thieves and, and gunmen led by, again, John Lithgow, who is eating all of the scenery. And this is an actor who... He'll eat some scenery if you let him. Well, they let him off the leash, and he's just chewing up all those cliffs. Did you actually watch this film? Or I watched you have it a, Or in did you total. just have a massive fever dream? <laughs> it's indistinguishable. This is insane. It's indistinguishable. Um, the movie gets uh, particularly ridiculous and violent from there as Stallone um, 
and Lithgow sort of, and Lithgow's goons, he's got like five goons and all of these goons are like the meanest people in the world and they're kicking the shit out of Stallone and they're kicking the shit out of Michael Rooker and they've got, you know, guns and unlimited ammunition and they're just waving it in everybody's face. Take us to the money, take us to the money. But Stallone, you see, he's a little too wily. He gets away and soon the tables are turned. The hunted, uh, well, the hunters become the hunted is the thing. Um, oh, so these, these goons get picked off in some hilarious ways. Um, and it's great. I mean, it's not great. It's kind of stupid, but it's very stupid. It's v- extremely stupid, but it rules. Um, I, I mean, the whole time I got to share my, my Stallone impression with, with my wife who's watching it with me. And I think she thinks she doesn't want to divorce me at the moment, but she, <laughs> she you know, we, we need to go back to, to that in a couple, a uh, couple days. What Take did, the what was there. Kathleen's feeling about this? What was I her, mean, what she, was her she likes on? these big, dumb action movies. Okay. So, you know, she, she gave it a thumbs up. She gave it a thumbs up, it, thumbs up for a big, dumb action movie. It's on Netflix. Um, it ain't, it ain't gonna, you know, you didn't pull this blue it ain't gonna hurt. No, but I, I do own it on DVD. Oh. I just wanted to watch it on Netflix because the quality you. was a little better than the DVD. I got you. You pay that extra a month for that quality from Netflix? My brother does. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Corey. Uh, don't tell Netflix. Uh, I definitely don't use someone else's password. Anyway, other than the millions of festival movies that we've mm. been screening. That's what we've been watching. That's what we've been watching. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic, Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfus. Oh, these two hated each other. Oh, did they ever? So apparently, according to Richard Dreyfus, this is the. Do you know about this? Uh-huh. This little brush up. Uh huh. So I guess there were script notes. Yeah, it was like a. It sounds like it was some feedback on a on some line of on dialogue or something. What about Bob? The, yeah, the movie that's they made right. together. The the. Pretty good comedy that I remember enjoying a lot as a child. Well, apparently Dreyfus said that Murray was an Irish drunken bully. Uh-huh. He had to throw Irish in there uh, when they worked together again on, on What About Bob? And claims that Murray put his face, this is the quote, he put his face next to me, nose to nose, and screamed, everyone hates you, you are tolerated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Which is pretty fucking awesome i murray has a history of just the <laughs> sickest burns right like with uh, famously him calling chevy chase a medium talent when they were on yeah. snl together yeah um that's that's probably unprofessional behavior but to hear it recounted to me is deeply hilarious yeah. well, with all our- respect to the great richard dreyfus who is an actor i really enjoy is he still acting or is he retired? I have no idea. Well, I haven't seen him in a long time. He, he, he doesn't. I mean, he's got to be pretty old, right? I would think so. I don't know. Um, and the last few major things he showed up in. Uh, yeah. Well, not, not, not good. Well, that was our three part outro on Bill Murray. <laughs> and by the way, we can do three more. I don't know that we will, but we can. <laughs> we, there are that many people who've had a brush up with Bill Murray. Every he's every week it could be somebody different. Got a long list of, of brush ups. Including recently with somebody on a set of a movie yeah. that he was just making that apparently has been shut down. I don't know if they're going to well, resume filming. Uh, Bill Murray. This is also coming from what a lot of people call the nicest guy in Hollywood. So what is that benchmark? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, thank you Just for listening to Just don't fuck talks. with Bill Murray, I guess. <laughs> or 
yeah. be in his presence or if he's angry. Or move to Hollywood. I, yeah. if, this is, if this is one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, there you go. That's a... Pit of lives, vipers. Yeah. Live lives somewhere civilized, like, you know, Birmingham, Alabama. semi civilized Where nobody will ever get in your face and tell you that you're tolerated. It's too fucking hot to yeah, that's true. do any that's of true. that. Um, thank you to Boutwell Studios for putting together our show. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome. And thanks to our sponsor, Revelator Coffee, serving up delicious coffee in downtown Birmingham that you're going to want to try. Sidewalkfest.com, at Sidewalk Film on social media. The 24th annual Sidewalk Film Festival is coming up real soon, last week of August. Get your passes at Sidewalkfest.com and go ahead and get them now. Just yeah. do it. I'll, I'll wait. I am now. I'll wait. Get on. You can jump on our free Wi-Fi at the cinema. That's right. Down there. Yeah. You can come see a movie with us, with us at the cinema and come see a bunch of movies with us at the festival. Just do it already. Come on. And thanks to Sam, our producer, who loves dinosaurs. My Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.